the World Series. You got anything to lead us off? Are you a good leadoff hitter tonight? Probably lay down a, a sneak bunt and leg it out to first. About the best I've got. You would be like Jake in Major League trying to run to first when he puts that bunt in in the ninth. Oh, man. Grunting. Helmet off. Ah! falling down on it like falling on your knees and falling down on on first base still that that scene that's epic for me it is a great scene it doesn't beat the light smashing of the natural but it's up there the what the movie the natural with robert redford one of the greatest baseball movies ever made he hits a home run in the ninth inning and it's a walk-off home run and he hits the lights and it's an old-timey baseball movie so when he hits the lights all the lights explode in the whole stadium Uh, i've never seen that oh you need to watch the natural it is a must like i will come over we will stream the natural we'll sit on other sides of the couch we'll put popcorn in the middle it'll be a good night i'm nervous Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Rick Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Want to let you know before we get started, reach out to our friends at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON. You will get 20% off your order. They have awesome coolers. They have tumblers. They have the hydras. They have the whiskey barrel tumblers that are 12 ounces. They have them in a white oak and kind of a tanner oak. Awesome some things to have by the fire when you're camping right now so use code dad season at orcacoolers.com for 20 percent off make sure you get all your laser edge glassware at our friends at distilleryproducts.com if you want me to get you in touch with them reach out to me slide into my dms on instagram at dad shrinking bourbon or send us an email at dad shrinking bourbon at gmail.com i will get you in touch with the good folks at distilleryproducts.com last but not least you gotta get in on the action with our friends at action247.com the only sports book by tennesseans for tennesseans it's the world series the braves made it to the world series for the first time in over 20 years bet 50 bucks on the money line from the 26th to the second and you'll get a $5 free bet for each run that your team scores. There's football bets. There's a Friday deposit boost. There's college football free bets and Sundays have player props. But if you use code dads 100, they will match up to $400 of your first deposit. So if you haven't got in there yet, go ahead, go to action247.com, use code dads 100, and then we'll match up to 400 bucks of your first deposit. Now that we got all that out of the way, we are drinking the next phase of Kentucky Owl, Mr. Baker. Your eyes look like you're down. Are you paying attention to me right now? Hey, you start talking for that long, I don't fall asleep. We both know it's a win. Hey, I did not. I cut down how long I could have talked. I cut way down how long I could have talked. <laughs> but Stoley under Kentucky Owl released the wise man bourbon. We actually got to have this at Kentucky Bourbon Festival. They invited us to the unveiling of this. We weren't 100% sure what it was. We were told Kentucky Owl is having an event. And then the day before we realized what it was. This is its first Kentucky straight bourbon 
produced and distilled by Kentucky Owl in collaboration with the Bardstown Bourbon Company. The product is a blend of Kentucky Owl four-year wheat and high-rye bourbons, along with a five-and-a-half-year and eight-and-a-half-year-old Kentucky-sourced bourbon. It's a four-year-old wheat, four-year-old high-rye, then a five-and-a-half-year and an eight-and-a-half-year-old Kentucky-sourced bourbon. So this is the first Kentucky Owl that was done under master blender John Rea since Dixon Deadman had stepped down. This is the next chapter for Kentucky Owl and Stoli, and there's a whole lot of stuff to follow. I will tell you, this is going to be a quick episode because we are going to have the man himself, Mr. David Mandel who is taking over, kind of getting Kentucky Owl Park up and running. He's the man behind the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. He used to be the CEO of Bardstown Bourbon Company. He's still a main investor in Bardstown Bourbon Company. So man is connected. Man knows what he's doing. And David Mandel is going to be a guest sometime here soon. We're going to talk to him about all things Kentucky Owl and what is going on. So Zeke, you've met him. We're going to have him on soon. This is kind of the next step. I think it's about time Kentucky Owl had a shelfer out there, you know, <laughs> with all the rise in the bourbons they had. This is going to be around $49.99. It kind of gets something that, you know, has a blend of a few different things in there. I mean, there's an eight and a half year old whiskey in there. We don't know the percentages, but it gets something on the shelf that is a little bit more easily accessible for people rather than where their bourbons and rice have been currently. What do you think about this whiskey, both in taste and what do you think about the direction of where this is going in general? I mean, I think it's a nice swing. Obviously, enough people were familiar with and knew about the brand to have seen it, but probably not been able to actually see it on a shelf, much less afford it in a lot of spaces. So anytime the transition you know, comes around to where things start going more mainstream, I think that's always good, at least from a branding perspective and getting into the hands of the public. Label-wise, really quick, this doesn't look like anything else that's been Kentucky Owl, at least that I can tell. Yes, it does have Kentucky Owl on there, but I think unless you overly studied the labeling or packaging, whatever, you might not quite recognize it as that. And it seems like a pretty strong shift to me as far as not even really playing off the original Kentucky Owl name. I mean, the font size and everywhere you see it's pretty tiny. But people that get paid way more than us get paid to know if that's the, the right decision or not. Yeah, and if you look at this, I mean, it's a blue and red aesthetic opposed to what we're normally used to with that kind of yellow-orange of the bourbon and the, the green of the rye. And there was even a brown version that was in there but this is red and blue it's a deviation from the tall and skinny bottle that we are accustomed to with kentucky owl it's a little fatter on the sides it's a little wider it's a little more like me opposed to like you it's a little stockier stole my punchline there (laughs) i figured just get out ahead of these things yeah what uh did you Uh, think about this whiskey buddy yeah enough uh bs over packaging we all know it's contents that count nose wise It was simple but enjoyable, very light combination of fruits and floral, maybe like a Bellini or something even. Uh, But it it was, you know, everything I picked up was nice. It just wasn't strong in any direction. I hate to be vague, but I mean, that really is what the hell I picked up. Palette-wise, this is going to read really backwards, but I don't know why I wrote it this way, but whatever. It was slightly too youngish corn forward. But generally, it was just sweet. The oak undertones were okay, but also a tad too charry. I think between those two things alone, it was kind of evident that this was a blended product. The malt also was there, 
but generally it kind of got buried under the other two profiles. And then also kind of circling back on the oak undertones, spice turns up in the mid palate, but I felt like that spice was more from the, the, the char and the oak than it was necessarily a rye grain. It just had that feeling to it. I felt like you could tell it was blended and on paper to a degree, it would check a lot of boxes, but it's kind of those things to where do you have like a 15 degree turn as you move through, you know, the road race or whatever, or do you have some like hard lefts and hard rights, uh, almost like what is the, uh, the racetracks they have in California or whatever, where it's not just all left uh, NASCAR, you know, it was, it was some tough transitions there. I mean, maybe not tough, the best word, but you definitely felt the shift. I thought overall it had really good elements, but the sum fell a little bit short of probably what they were trying to get to. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because plenty of folks can't get there when they're blending four different sets of juices. Honestly, a great mixer. The event that they unveiled this at at KBF, I remember they had this uh, peach cocktail thing. That might have been one of the best things I had the whole weekend. I, I still talk about it to everyone I see, and I thought that complemented it really well. And also with a better price point than previous releases, it does help get it out there into the mainstream. You know, it's almost funny because I'll let you give notes, but I feel like there's a, a price point coming in that's higher than you would have expected. And especially because it's in like a mixing crew and a, like aesthetics of a bottle crew, but it's a growing area of skews for me. It's definitely an in-betweener. I'll keep my notes brief because I thought your assessment was pretty good. I think there's a little bit more of a cinnamon on the taste you didn't really pick up on that I might've got that maybe you didn't get. But one thing I will say about this, and and it kind of goes to your shifting analogy. It's like, I think the nose and the beginning of the palate. So I got a little grassiness there as well. And that might've been a little bit of the, the youth coming through, but I feel like it was a very light and airy whiskey at first from the nose to the front of the palate. And then that spice and the oak and the cinnamon kind of kicked in for me mid palate. Like as soon as it got past my lips, I think that was the biggest shift of all that really got it. And it's, I think consistency is is key it's like two different pores here they don't necessarily fight each other but they don't necessarily complement each other at the same time i think the spice is probably what made the cocktail so good and it wasn't really the nose and the, you know i mean obviously the nose is not coming through in a cocktail but you know it's not that airy part that is is making the cocktail better it's that spice that's giving it some kick and some punch but i would have liked to see the eventual pour rounded out a little bit more for 50 bucks i think that again it's very hard to price this and there's that in betweeners there's that you know 20 to to 30 crowd and then there's the 50 and above and it's that weird case of what are you doing with the stuff that's 30 to 50 i don't necessarily think this is 50 dollars i also think that they were probably put in a rock and a hard place because it is the kentucky owl name it is the kentucky owl brand you want to have a shelfer but you can't necessarily come in and be like here's our 30 dollar wise men especially when it's coming from bardstown bourbon company that you've partnered up with their fusion which is essentially very much like this not in profile but just in the fact that you're taking bardstown bourbon company juice blending it with other kentucky bourbons that are undisclosed and you're putting everything together and that is around the same price point i don't 
think that you could have priced this any place different. So at the same time, I'm like, hey, I don't think it's there for me for this one. But again, it's also, I couldn't see where else you would have ended up pricing this one. I think as they blend a little bit more, as they work with Bardstown Bourbon Company a little bit more, and I think this will get better and better, and and it will definitely warrant the $50 price point. I also think that for traditional Kentucky Owl fans, this is going to be a shock. Y'all are going to have to realize this is not the same Kentucky Owl that you're used to in the past. Sorry, I rambled a little bit there. I, I thought it was kind of a productive ramble, though. No, it wasn't bad. The only thing I would say is, you know, I guess two things. A, I wonder if this is since it's already at, you know, 90.8 proof. I think cocktail-wise that bite may fall off some, but the sweet hang around. There was something sweet as hell in that peach thing. I don't know. It was great. Blending-wise, I mean, who knows? This could have shifted once it got tanked and before it got bottled. I mean, you're putting four different sets of juice into one, and when you blend it in a small test size and sample it, it could have been given the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, who knows? Especially it's been the first time they've done a large-scale format as well. As, uh, as they say, you know, shit happens. But I don't think it's bad. No, no, no. I, I just mean like that's one of those things I think would be a fun question, you know, to ask later is like, hey, did you see a variance in what like you tinkered with, signed off on, we're ready to like go full speed ahead with, and then you get the bottle of products like it's close, but <laughs> and I think there's a tendency to be a little bit overly critical because of what Kentucky Owl had before knowing kind of the blends that Dixon was putting together. I, you know, I, I might've disagreed with the price on some of the old Kentucky owls, but I never disagreed with Dixon's blend. I never sat there and said like, this is a crappy blend. He always knocked that part out of the park. I just kind of always thought like 300 bucks for this bourbon. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. So I think it's a departure. It's not yeah. what we're used to. I don't know if the press release showed the uh, the size of the release, but I think we could both assume this is going to be much, much, much larger than any of the owl releases were. So more variables, more things to deal with, less controls. I mean, it, it kind of all factors in. I mean, I, I think this is a, a solid effort without trying to be like participation trophy-ish, you know? No, I agree with you. I think that it's going to be there. It's worth trying it. I think if you find those peach drinks at a bar, buy more than one, but drink responsibly. Don't buy too many. You're going to want to because that peach thing tasted so good. It was that. And I mean, I'm going to mention this again in a show that we're going to be doing upcoming, but between that peach drink and the seagrass slushy from Barrel, man, those two drinks, if I could just have those two when I go out as cocktails, I would be very, very, very happy. I concur. Zeke nodded his head yes for a good 15 seconds, and I was going to say, like, yeah, Zeke, nobody could hear you nodding your head, so please say something. Which remind me, we, we've got to find the recipe for that thing, because I looked in the press release that came with the bottle and everything, and they had two things, but neither one were that peach drink, and I'm like, man, why didn't you include that? Like, that's what made this stand out in my mind so well. I will reach out and ask them, but I will say as far as this one goes, this is a solid bar for me. I think that they're definitely on the watch list and I know that this is eventually going to be a buy. It's just not this release for me. I, I don't have anything negative to say. I, that's not the, the way I'm trying to come across. It's, it's like everything else, a work in progress, but kudos to them for, for starting the transition. We've all got to at some point and uh, you got to take the plunge. 
Zeke, I hope the people find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Transition from this podcast over to social media and find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. You've already found our podcast, so leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. That is actually very important. It helps us a lot. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Depending on when you release this I may be down in uh, New Orleans or Biloxi, but I think you'll still be in good old Nashville. Cheers. Ciao.